0: Hello, this is Howard Brown. Welcome to The Shining Brightly Show. So glad to have you. Listen, it's really important. We hear these terms, self-care equals self-love. What does that all mean? Well, I've got a great guest who's going to talk us through it today and tell us why this is so important in building your self-confidence in you. Linda Orsini, welcome. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. Thank you, Howard. Wow.
0: So, This is, I I always like to learn from all of uh, our coaches and experts, and I want to tell you a little bit about Linda. So Linda Orsini is the founder of the Global Wellness Education and the host of a Call for Love podcast. So she's a retired school teacher, 30 years experience. What grade did you teach? All All grades. grades, All all grades grades. in elementary. All right. Well, we got to love our teachers. They are role models and they are heroes. Oh my goodness. 30 years of teaching. Linda is passionate advocate. For personal growth and transformation, her own profound healing journey through anxiety, soul fatigue, fear, self-limiting beliefs has fueled an unwavering commitment to empowering others on their transformative journeys. With her expertise in body, mind, and spirit practices, Linda will skillfully guide you toward a life flowing with love, self-compassion, inner peace, and joy, helping you release the blocks and pains that are preventing you from living your best life. Oh, wow. We need Linda. (laughs) Linda, tell us, uh, fill in the blanks. What did I miss? Um, And also include something that we may not know about you, something uh, that uh, you want to share.
1: Well, I'm so happy to be here and I love your podcast. So what an honor it is to speak with you and your listeners. I am the youngest of 11 children, so you may not know that. Yeah, I have 10 older brothers and sisters. And so I'm the youngest and maybe feisty, like to add feisty there. And really independent, and I get things done. So I am self motivated, and I just do not wait for things to happen. I kind of had the mindset to create them myself. So that's just a different piece of information I like to share.
0: You had a whole team of people, eleven. Oh my goodness, you were the baby. So oh my god, you had so many people taking care of you. Or uh, that's amazing. Did you get special treatment? as being the youngest of 11?
1: You know, my mom, when I had a bedroom at the top of the stairs, and every time somebody came in the house, she'd say, I made an apple pie just for you. And then the next person would come in the house, and she would say, I made an apple pie just for you. And we would all hear this, but we would all be delighted. And then one day I was in um, a bookstore and the title said love each child the most. And I think she really um, lived that. Both my parents did. There was lots of love to go around. God
0: bless her. 11 children. That's amazing. And um, it's great sage advice from your mom. So I, I, I thank you for sharing that. Well, let's dig in. And we're going to chop it up a little bit. So school teacher for 30 years. And. You, you, you actually, in your bio, um, I read that you have anxiety, you had soul fatigue. Uh, soul fatigue. What is that? You'll have to explain self limiting beliefs. Tell us what happened to you. What, what's your story?
1: Well, I was a school teacher and I loved it. Like, I seriously loved it. But I would wake up every morning almost in tears, didn't know how I was going to make it through each day. I was completely exhausted. And this is where it's just not exhausted in your body, but your energy. So I am a yoga meditation guide, uh, sound healer and Reiki master. So I do know what it feels like to be in your spirit so depleted. And I would wake up each morning almost in tears, not knowing how I was going to manage through the day. And I decided to find my own path to healing my energy body. And my mind, because I was very anxious and anxiety, as we know, is worrying about the future. So I decided to really empower myself by first diving into somatic healing practices. And when I say somatic, which I'm sure your, your listeners will be interested to hear, we carry trauma, pain, worry, suffering in our body, in our physical body. And in order to relieve that, it's very helpful and actually detrimental to relieve it through our energy body, through nature, through restorative yoga, through breath work, all these different motality, <clears throat> sorry, different modalities that really guide you to self-healing.
0: Wow. I I, I resonate with it, but I, I'm not a yoga guy or a meditation guy. I get it all out on the basketball court through extreme exercise, uh, hiking, biking, uh, basketball. But there's a lot of uh, my audience here that um, needs to be able to process that, um especially folks that uh, have been dealt with cancer or caregivers. um and i I heard something that resonated with me with you is that you you were you were waking up every day with fear before you went to work. And that can lead to bad things and uh, burnout. And I hear that in the nursing profession. We're hearing that in the teaching profession now. And um, that's not a good way to wake up every day. I mean, you want to wake up every day and, and try to be as positive as you can and be blessed, be grateful, seize the day. But um, you, you had to overcome that. And, and now you help others to do so. So that's really, really important. Now, Um, I've listened to your podcast too. We're mutual fans. We're very aligned uh, about motivate, educate, and inspire our uh, our listeners. And I I want you to tell uh, how your podcast came about. And um, it's called "The Call for Love." And um, what inspired you to choose that name? And what does that really mean to you?
1: Well, it's so interesting because I knew I wanted to start a podcast, and I didn't know what what I was going to name it, and. It came to me one day because if you think of your day, Howard, and if the listeners think of their day, how many different emotions have you felt up to this point of listening? You could have had joy, exhaustion, fear, stress, anxiety, um, anger. You could have had resentment. You could have had a whole range of emotions. And in one day, you can experience so many emotions. And instead of calling them in some spiritual texts, because I am a student of A Course in Miracles, they say there's two emotions. There's fear, and then there's love. And the first episode of my podcast series, I talk about the difference between the two and, and how on these rocks, I was painting fear on one side and love on the other. And fear means stress, anxiety, resentment, anger, sadness, um, all those negative emotions. And that's the, the what fear kind of represents. And I realized I don't want to think of my life as love and fear because fear is so negative and I'm in it a lot. And so I, through A Course in Miracles and, and the text, there's another term that you can call fear. And that's a call for love. So you can be in two places. Mm -hmm. You can be either in a place of love or there's a call for love. And I think it's really empowering for us to notice where we are standing. Are we standing in the light or are we standing in the shadow, in the darkness? And noticing it, just noticing it. And that's the first piece. Are you in a place of love? Or is there a call for love? And then when you notice that and you give yourself some time and space, and when you offer yourself self-compassion, because to notice it requires some courage to say, oh, I'm feeling really angry and to hold space for that, then you can invite love in. And that's a call for love.
0: Uh, we're, we're shining brightly, as you know, um, with the sun coming off those that are listening on video. I, I, I'm staring um, at a sign behind you, and I want to read it, because it, it, when you just said about the two places um, of a call for love, or, or it's, it's amazing. So behind you, I'm reading, and, and for those listening you'll, uh, and, and watching, you'll be able to see it, but for those listening, it says, every day, laugh, celebrate, love, dream, hope, learn, embrace, wish share enjoy give live and smile and it's it's uh, it's i'm just staring at it going that's amazing and 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 you're trying to live in that embodiment um or you're trying to get there and um, that's it's cool uh, so i i i really appreciate you having that sign behind you it's a great reminder um to where we can get to or if we're already there to just really be thankful and grateful that we we're there in some parts of our day or our life and things like that so on your path to self-love, you uh, give me some stories of how this, um, how this transformed you. Um, I'm sure people look at some tangible uh, examples. so share some stories with us.
1: Okay, I well, I'm so happy you mentioned this because I had guided a retreat for some woman just the other week, and on my way home, I had an experience that was not very pleasant. You know, I have a super great marriage. I divorced and remarried, and I hadn't been with my husband for almost three weeks because I had been traveling, yada, yada, yada. And I was listening to all the things he was doing without me, and I had some jealousy. I had some jealousy. And so this is noticing. And then I got a little cranky, and you know all these feelings were coming up that were not very pleasant. So because of my practice of a love or a call for love, I noticed I was not in a place of love. And I could say things that were just unnecessary and and nasty and mean. And I didn't want to. This is marriage. You know, we're all, if you're in a marriage or a partnership, you know, these things come up. And so I was thinking to myself, okay, I noticed that I'm not in a place of love. I'm not in a good space. So what am I going to do? I'm going to step back. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to feel all my emotions, hold space for all my emotions, and then offer self-compassion. And there's three components to self-compassion. There's the first one is self-kindness. Oh, I'm feeling these feelings, and they're not comfortable. What am I going to do? So I offer myself some soothing touch. Maybe place my hand on my heart, or maybe you know I rub my forehead, or I roll my shoulders and release it from my body. And then I say, you know, this is not unusual. That you know, I've been away for about three weeks, and you know, we've led our separate lives for a couple of weeks. And these emotions could come up. This is part of the human experience. Just noticing that and appreciating that. And then I gave myself some space. I breathed into it. I went for a little walk. I put my feet in the, in the grass and the ground. I gave myself space. I, I, I took some deep breaths, some pranayama, which is um, breathing techniques in yoga. And then I let it go. And then I can, and then when I finally got home, I could greet him with love and kindness because I was very happy and excited to see him, but it was a journey. It was a journey to notice that we get triggers in our life that are painful or uncomfortable. We notice them. We create space for them. We offer ourselves self-compassion, and then we switch. We flip the switch from those unhealthy emotions that hold us back from living our true light, from shining brightly into a place of love. And that's what I want to be. And that's what I advocate for is that it's through our mindset and through practices that we can flip into a place of love. And then when you are self-compassionate and loving, what does that do? It ripples outward. It makes the whole world a brighter place. And everything, all love comes from self-love. All love comes from ourselves. So that is an example of how I practice, how I walk the talk.
0: I, I appreciate that. So it's fear of missing out because he was maybe golfing or doing something with his friends. And I, I get it. Um, and then so you, you said there were three things in um, self-compassion. I got one was
1: self-kindness. The second one was with creating space. Uh so self-kindness. Yes. Um, common humanity, which is t- um really knowing that this is part of the human experience. Okay, and number three, and and they're in no particular order. Okay. And mindfulness that means holding space, noticing. So you're gonna notice, maybe offer yourself some uh kindness, and then know that this is not unusual. And they could come. They, you could have some of, more of one than the other, and they can come in different order. But always, usually, it really starts with the mindfulness piece is just noticing. And I like to say, where you're standing are you standing in love, or is there a call for love? So, noticing first the sensations of uncomfortable.
0: I appreciate that. And I, I, the reason I wanted to get that down was because it's easy to hear it, but I missed it. Because I was really listening to your examples and then putting it into practice, so I, I wanted to actually then now as you're an advocate for self-compassion and and you have this wisdom. When someone is going through struggles, okay, I live in the cancer world and the patients and their caregivers and their families are struggling. Uh, but you know whether it's addiction or loss of job or divorce or relationships. We we all get knocked down and it's, it's, you have to get back up again. And, and I always say that we lift ourselves up and that's what you do. So when someone comes to you, um, what advice do you offer them uh, when they're in the struggle? Where, wh- how do you get started and, and wh- how do you take them through?
1: Well, that's an excellent question. And I have coaching clients. And although I have not particularly dealt with cancer patients per se, I have dealt with people who are really struggling with death of a partner or a friend or um, uh, breakups, life traumatic events. And what I say is, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? What, What emotions are going through? And no doubtedly fear will come up. Where do you feel it in your body? where is this sorrow? Where is this fear? Where is this anger? Where are you feeling it in your body, your emotional body? And they can sometimes place their hands on their heart. You know, they can feel it in their digestion. And, you know, when your body, when you're holding these thoughts in your mind, it becomes dis-ease, unease in the mind. It's not helping the body. So knowing what you're feeling, noticing where it is in your body, and then the instinct is no one likes uncomfortable. We always are trying to push away what is not pleasant. And the key here is to hold space for what is unpleasant in order to move through it. Because if we push it aside, we're ignoring it. But when we hold space for it, it can move through us and we can leave it behind. And it doesn't become a burden and it doesn't become a weight.
0: I I appreciate that. One one of the things that uh, where you and I have just really really well aligned is that, so I I carry my stress in my shoulders and then you carry it obviously in your head. Um, What I do is um, at times go help somebody else it actually takes my mind off of that and going being a mentor or a listening ear or a hug for somebody else. Um, and that actually helps a little bit in rejuvenating me. And then I can focus back on me. Um, because I, I say, you know, you got to lift yourself up first. Um, and, but I, I find that, uh, helping others, the endorphins just kind of then allow me to come back to me, all that. Um, but, uh, the world is stressful and, um, Again, it's how you actually take it on is what I'm hearing from you, um, but focusing back and giving people the right tools, whether that's breathing, I call it finding your happy place, the stress-free zone. So we're talking about the same thing. Um, you, you use uh, the mindfulness techniques and things like that as well, which are certainly important. Um, and when people see these things working for them, um, I would I think you'll agree that the practice of gratitude self gratitude and gratitude really helps carry you forward. And so can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Yes, well, I would like to go back a little bit and say that. um, First of all, we need to know what our body needs to release that cortisol that that springs up. And you said you played basketball. You know, sometimes that's what you need. You know, you need to release that that energy and then you can come into a place of more calm. But when you practice self-compassion, it automatically creates a more empathetic person. And that's what we want, because when we become self-compassionate and self-compassion is not selfish, it's tapping into what we need. Only then can we be more empathetic to others. And that's what I say, a call for love. What are we living if we're just loving ourselves and we're not spreading that out to others so that you first um, reach out to others? It's an act of love and act of love grows, right? It's not limited. It's full abundance. So you're spreading that love and energetically, that's a higher vibration. And when you are sharing that light and that love with others, it ca- it can't not stop. At just them. It permeates everyone. And that's a sense of gratitude. When you f- fill and live your life from a place of love without resentment, without fear, all those places, your vibration changes, your health changes, your skin changes. I swear, your whole physical body changes. You have this glow and this light around you shining brightly. How can you shine brightly if you're living in a place of fear, anxiety, stress? No, it's but I say that it's it's not automatic for a lot of people. A lot of people need some guidance to work through it because we stick. We stick to those um, negative emotions. And that's where meditation is so, so important because it teaches us that we are not going to die from an unhealthy emotion, that it's like the wave of the ocean. It's going to come to us and guess what? it's going to roll away.
0: So you, you that meditation is one of the tools and practices that that helps, I'm assuming you are there others, uh, you speak of a, a couple others on your podcast, I noticed.
1: Yes, well, I in my podcast, I am including meditations, and I am on insight timer now. Um, I'm an advocate for meditation, because of the benefits are really mind boggling. It's thousands upon, probably since humankind has has come on this earth, meditation has been a practice. Uh, Meditation is paramount to living healthy in our mind and body and to be best stewards of this earth. So meditation, I I do believe that, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed. It's not even my belief. It's a fact, right? It's a scientific fact that energy cannot be created or destroyed. So your energy, how are you living in it? How are you moving through it? And it can get stuck in our body. And then once again, that's where dis-ease can come in. And so as a Reiki master and transformative life coach, and I am trained in hypnotherapy, all these modalities, I think I've studied almost everything there is. It's, it's a strength, but it's a weakness because I'm more of a student than a teacher. I love learning the The reason why I've learned all these modalities is because something's going to resonate with one person. And when I have my clients, I have a whole toolbox that I can pull from that resonates with them especially if there's certain personalities, you know, some people are not going to want to sit still through a meditation, but I can guide them through a very gentle uh, movement practice, which helps them get closer to that somatic healing.
0: Well, you you spoke of, of, you know, fear, anxiety, and stress. And I, 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 in my book, I refer to that as darkness. Um, And uh, that's where people are trying to get out of. Um, I just read a fact that, Coming out of uh, the pandemic and COVID, uh, where we were very much restricted on what we could and cannot could do, the number one thing coming out now is uh, the emotion of loneliness. It's really interesting in a world um, you know people have really missed getting out and and being amongst people, uh, the embrace of a hug and things like that. And um, how can how can getting to the place of love help that help you? because loneliness is is something that people are dealing with now and um you need to be able to look inward and be able to then share yourself once you're you know ready to ready to you know on a solid foundation. So did you know that about loneliness is is one of the big emotional uh, malaise coming out of uh the pandemic?
1: Well, I I would say loneliness could be um all the time, but it was just more emphasized in COVID, Probably you know, right. you know, in, in a jail, what do they do? The worst torture is putting you in solitary confinement. That's right. Yeah. So being alone is, is often terrifying. And it's funny that you should mention this because I just came off of a five day silent retreat and being alone with oneself is no walk in the park. <laughs> it's not a picnic. And I think, once again, if we're feeling lonely, notice the feeling. Offer your, noticing is mindfulness. Then offering yourself loving and kindness. And then knowing that it's not unusual to feel lonely. It's part of being this human experience. And then shining brightly, taking that love and taking it outward. My father always used to say, go serve my parents were big um, volunteer people. My f- brothers and sisters were really advocates for living and loving and moving outside of ourselves. So if you're lonely, give what you want. You want more love, give love. You want more time, give time. You want more attention, give attention. And then it will come back to you like a boomerang.
0: It's That's great advice. Well. Wow. Um, This is this, uh, my show is only a tease because people got to go watch your show and get in touch with you. So this is the moment we are going to shine. We have shined all show, but now the shining brightly spotlight is on you, Linda. I'd love for you to tell people how they can get in touch with you and then give us some final thoughts and then kick it back over me for the show wrap.
1: Well, I would love to offer your listeners a journal. It's a seven day guide to self-love which I will um, uh, keep available for your listeners. And of course, I'm on all the platforms. A Call for Love is my my podcast name and also my social media. But my business is Global Wellness Education because I'm a speaker, a coach, uh, a mindfulness guide, meditation guide, so many modalities. So I decided as an educator and global, I advocate for wellness, so my my business name is Global Wellness Education.
0: And well, thank you. And also, I I want to add that you're also a teacher and a student um, <laughs> as well, as you mentioned. So um, so we'll we'll definitely include all that information in the show notes and on all the socials, and definitely the link to the uh, that PDF that journal. will we'll definitely include that. Um, give me some final thoughts, and, and we're going to uh, wrap the show.
1: My final thoughts is that. We are so lucky to be alive, to be breathing. And when we find the love, deep love within us, it is our duty as humans, part of this spiritual experience, to give it outwards. So shine the light, shine the love. And if you're not in a place of love, then there's a call for love, but you can always decide. Wow,
0: powerful. Thank you. Well, it's so nice to have you, Linda, and, and sharing your um, your teaching, your wisdom, uh, and your passion uh, with uh, with my audience. Thanks for being here today. So this is Howard Brown. You've been on The Shining Brightly Show. You can reach me at shiningbrightly.com. I've got uh, the book, my speaking, also the podcast. There's also things about uh, my cancer journey. Uh, lots of video and and uh, also other podcasts. So uh, come ch- look, seek me out there. Uh, there's also discussion guides that are free downloadables on survivorship. Um, mentorship is leadership and interfaith meeting the other. So lots of good resources there and, and get interactive with me. Again, Linda Orsini, thank you. A call for love. Um, really a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Howard.
0: Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.